1: Well, enjoy the weather while you've got it today. (laughs) Abby Wepler not bringing very good news and looking at the forecast for tomorrow. It's not, as she said, supposed to be too great. So enjoy it today. Brian Driscoll is with me. Now, we were just talking off the air, and we were talking yesterday. We were going to bring on your new recruiting guy, Ryan Roberts. Have a little NFL draft talk, a little recruiting. He had something pop up, family-related, but uh, Brian has agreed to uh step in Such
0: for Ryan. Of having a 1-year-old I'm told. That's
1: right. That's, you know, <laughs> I've been there and Vince has been there like a zillion times, yes. so <laughs> with a 1-year-old. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, um there are definitely some things going on in the recruiting world. One thing that happened today, uh Chris Vizina, the four-star committed to Clemson, four-star quarterback I should say so i'm curious your thoughts on that and the impact maybe that it possibly has on dante Moore and you know notre dame and how kind of those things are all intertwined
0: won't really have an impact on notre dame because to be honest with you or dante Moore because he's not looking at clemson number one and and notre dame basically chris vizina was supposed to visit notre dame early in march notre dame moved that visit back uh because they really you know, it's basically they're they're putting all their chips in the Dante Moore basket, essentially. And and that's kind of why they were hoping that they could get Chris Vizzina to kind of prolong his recruitment. That way, if they do miss Dante Moore, they could they could still have Chris Vizzina on the board. But he obviously wanted to make his decision. And Clemson is always a school to beat. I know there was some talk that Notre Dame might be the team to beat. I never bought that. That was never what my intel was telling me. Uh, but Notre Dame was trying to get to that point. But, you know, his dad, I believe, went to college with Dabo Sweeney. Uh, at Alabama so you know that kind of factors into that relationship as Deep well connection, but uh yeah, yeah it's it, it's always been Dante or bust that's always been kind of where this has been with Tommy Reese and, and Marcus Freeman that's 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 just how this one's going to play out see
1: and now that's how it felt from this I thought I read something you know from like a Clemson reporter that that had Dante more kind of in the mix there, so I don't know. At it's, Clemson? Uh, yeah, that you know, surprised me because that's Sean, the first time I had seen that. But. There's
0: a lot of people that say a lot of things to get clicks in right. this business, unfortunately, and I'll see things written like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty cued into this recruitment, and that's not true. Okay. You know, so it's it's always kind of funny, but yeah, Dante Moore is, Clemson has never been a school that Dante Moore gave a, a serious look to. Uh, and, and look, they got a good quarterback. I mean, Chris is a good quarterback, and this is the second year in a row. They they got a stud last year, and Cade Klubnik was my number one quarterback in the country last year. He was my top kid in uh, last year's class, which wasn't a great quarterback class, but he's a really good football player. So they, they got a good one, but uh, Notre Dame liked, just like that. They like Dante Moore better and significantly better because if it was close, they would have, you know, hey, look, if it's close, you, you take the kid that wants to be there, right? Uh, it wasn't close in Notre Dame's eyes. Dante Moore is clearly the top quarterback on their board. They have treated him as sucks for about a year now. I mean, it was – they offered him last March, and it's it's been like this for quite some time with him.
1: Another uh, quarterback, 2024 five-star Julian Sain visited Notre Dame last weekend. Any kind of idea how how uh, that visit went?
0: Went great. You know, he, he he this was a chance for him to really see the team. You know, he was here for a practice, so he was able to see Notre Dame go through sort of what their offense is going to look like. And, you know, he's – He's he's an interesting player. He he's kind of an Ian Book type of guy. Uh, I think a, a better player than Ian Book was at the time. But what I mean by that is he's not like a runner, but he's a really good scrambler. Um, you know he's a he's a young man that that's not the biggest guy. He's like six foot one, 180 pounds. You know, good arm, but not a great arm. He's just a gamer. He's just a ga- you know makes a lot of plays, and he's a, he's just a good football player. And you know, Coach Reese has been on him for a while. There's three quarterbacks in 2024 that Notre Dame really likes. And they're going to get two of them on campus this month. Obviously, Julian saying. Uh, was on campus, and here's a name that might sound familiar to you, Sean C.J. Carr from Michigan ah, is going to be on campus this month too. Lloyd's grandson, grandson, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. He is a really good player that Notre Dame staff likes a lot. And then the other is Jaden Davis from North Carolina. Uh, there are no plans right now to have him on campus, but he talks Notre Dame. He likes Notre Dame. So uh, Dante, they're all they're on the Dante Moore train for 2023. But he's not the only quarterback that this staff is making a run at.
1: You know, we've we've talked about. Brian Kelly and sort of the you know inability you know to get these elite type different difference makers does it feel like you know Notre Dame is is really more in the mix with with those kind of guys now just within the last couple recruiting cycles
0: to a degree yeah I would say so I think there's more consistency right now I mean you you took you talk about you got Tyler Buckner a couple years ago and and then, of course, you're, you're trying to get Dante more now and Julian Sane next year. I think there's a couple things to it. I don't want to put all of this on Brian Kelly. I think the fact that Notre Dame has had the success they've had on the football field the last five years is going to make him more attractive. Right. So that's starting to pay off uh and I think the other thing too is obviously with with the way the offense played down the stretch last year I mean you talk about shredding Georgia Tech through the air to to over 300 yards passing that game over 300 almost 350 yards against Stanford and then of course over 500 yards against Oklahoma State you finally saw what this offense can look like you know when it's got Tommy Reese's stamp on it and and that's helped too so there's just a lot of factors the Marcus Freeman effect is, is going here uh Chad Bowden effect so there's just a lot of dominoes that have kind of kind of fallen these last couple of years that have putting their name in a position where, you know, they can make these runs at top players. But at the end of the day, they're gonna to have to start producing these kids on Saturdays if they're gonna want this to continue.
1: Couple top offensive line recruits. Charles, I believe it's Jagusa and Sam Pendleton made some visits last weekend. What do you know about them?
0: Well, Charles is an interesting player. You know, Notre Dame's in a great position there. The only concern is he's just not in any hurry to make a decision. But everybody believes, we believe, talking to him. Sean Davis, one of my recruiting analysts, has talked to him several times. Goes to a Catholic school, high academic kid. Uh, everything about him is Notre Dame. Loves Notre Dame, loves Coach Stan. He's just not really in a hurry to commit. He wants to get his mom on campus. She works at the church. So obviously april with easter and good friday it's a little busy so so he can't get on campus and probably until june but notre dame's put themselves in great position there and sam pendleton's an interesting one sean because he hasn't even had an offer for a full month you know they got on him in in, around i think around like march 16th or 17th is when they offered him because what happened was when coach eastan first arrived it was here's the kids we know we want let's get on the road and see them And, and and that's what january was about right and February was about. Then after that, it's like, okay, now let's scour the country for other guys that I like. And that's when Sam Pendleton and Elijah Page came on, on, on board. Sam Pendleton is a guy that as soon as the staff offered him, they started quickly making up for lost time and uh, getting on him and were able to get him on campus in less than a month. And what, what folks need to understand is this is an unofficial visit period. You can't Notre Dame can't pay for kids to come on campus in the month of April. So for Sam Pendleton to come up from – you know, from North Carolina, that's on his own dime, right? And as we all know, traveling isn't exactly cheap right now. So it says a lot. Very true. But he came up. They did a great job with him, knocked it out of the park. It's Notre Dame, it's Clemson, it's NC State, Penn State, and Michigan are the five that are really factors for him. But, you know, Notre Dame did a great job. I think they put themselves squarely in the mix. Now it's just about keep those good vibes going is going to be the key and I, you know they need some dominoes to start falling here sean whether it's offensive line or overall so um, it's good to get these kids on campus and then you know two of the top targets on the board are going to be in town that's Monroe freeling from south carolina sullivan absher from north carolina uh, they're going to be on campus for the blue gold game so the month of april is incredibly important when it comes to notre dame being able to recruit the offensive line oh and austin Saraveld's is going to be back on campus for the blue gold game as well he visited in early April. It's Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Alabama is his final three. So okay. that's another one where these next couple weeks in April are going to tell us a lot about whether or not Harry he is going to be able to land a top offensive line class in his first year back.
1: It's is Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com talking a little Notre Dame football recruiting. Now there's a 2022 running back out there who's going to commit at the end of this week. You can help me with his name and then tell me what you know about him is it jabran is that jabron jabron okay
0: i believe so yep okay Mm -hmm. jabron Payne. he's a it's an interesting one sean because notre dame started recruiting him when he was a sophomore he got offered very early on he was dynamic as a sophomore i mean i graded him as a four-star recruit just off his sophomore film uh ran ran for about 10 yards of carry in the cincinnati catholic league well if anyone it's not called the cincinnati catholic but it's all the the catholic schools in cincinnati and if you're familiar with that area, that's really good football. That's one of the 10 mm-hmm. best football regions in the country. He hurt, tore his knee up in the first game of his junior year, missed the rest of the year, and then was banged up as a senior. Only carried, only had like 200-some rushing yards. So he kind of fell through the cracks a little bit. Well, Dylan McCullough was all over him and got him to sign with Indiana when he was in Indiana. Well, Coach McCullough leaves, obviously goes to Notre Dame less than a month later, Gibran gets out of his letter of intent with Indiana. They released him from his letter of intent. He has visited a couple schools. Kentucky and Notre Dame are the two players here, obviously, for obvious reasons. They both border on on the state of Ohio. They're, obviously, there's a connection with Coach McCullough. There's the connection with the Kentucky staff who's recruited him really well. It's going to come down to those two schools, feel good about where Notre Dame is, but you know, Kentucky's battling, but he's a really talented player. And if it wasn't for the injuries the last two years, he'd be a top 150 recruit. No huh. Dame's taking a little bit of a chance on him uh, just because of the injuries. But obviously Dylan McCullough got to know him really well, recruiting him the last two years in Indiana, but very talented player. It's just, you're taking a bit of a risk because of the injuries, but if he's healthy, he is a very, very good running back. And a, and a, and a compliment, if, if people ask like comp, Sean, right, who does he remind you of? Theo Riddick. That's what reminds me of. Okay. Because he can catch the ball. He can line up in the slots. So a really nice, complimentary player to what they already have on the roster.
1: And then, uh, wide receiver position, a position of uh, priority. Yeah. Texas 23 wide receiver Braylon James is going to commit next week. How confident are you that it ends up being Notre Dame he chooses?
0: In this day and age, Sean, you never say anything is guaranteed, right? Yeah. And kids can change minds. But I like where Notre Dame is at now. And the reason is is he's a dynamic player, right? Top 100 receiver. I think he's ranked 46th or 49th in the country by ESPN. He's in the top 100. I believe Rivals has him in the top 100 as well. Notre Dame loves him. And it's an interesting recruitment, Sean. Part of the reason you feel good about it is Notre Dame really didn't start pushing for him until like you know, January, February, just around the time that Chancey Stuckey got hired because Chancey Stuckey was recruiting him heavily at Baylor. So it's another one of those ones where there's that longer relationship than yeah. maybe the one that Notre Dame has. And the, the interesting thing is before he, before Chancey Stuckey came to Notre Dame, the school that many felt was leading for Braylon James was Stanford texas wants them texas a m wants them but this is a kid who's a 4.0 student well actually he's a 5.0 student because it's one of those districts with the 5.0 okay you know uh, grade point average but dynamic student and he was asked why he doesn't want to go to texas and he's like look as a young man i really feel like getting out and seeing the world is going to help me grow as a young person that's the kind of maturity that you don't see often from yeah. 16 17 year olds but it Big also time. makes you understand why he likes notre dame so much because he's a really smart intelligent thoughtful kid but you know that's all fine and dandy. There's a lot of really smart, thoughtful intelligence kids who can't play football in Notre Dame. This kid can flat out play,
1: <laughs> which is which is very right. important because that's that's right. like, especially at that position, they need some right. guys. Well, who and, can flat out, you know, play.
0: I, I, he he was at a camp this summer in electronic testing, which is a little bit more accurate. Also, you get slower times. He's six foot three, 185 pounds. Ran a four four seven with a 39 inch vertical. Mm. It's a dynamic, dynamic athlete, man.
1: So if he picks Notre Dame, you know offensive side of the ball is where they're still really trying to you know kind of make up some ground do you think it gives them a little bit of momentum there
0: I think so yeah I think if he picks and if they're able to get one of these linemen maybe Jabron Payne if they can get him even though he's 2022 you know momentum is a real thing in recruiting and you're hoping that that gets that ball rolling you've got some offensive linemen they're going to commit there's a running back in the 2023 class from Washington named Jaden Lamar he's going to visit for the blue gold game there's some thought that you know if notre Dame can get some good momentum have a great visit you know he may be a guy they may be able to land in that class so you know the, and then of course if they can convince dante Moore to, to commit sometime soon that's when you would really see that start to see that momentum going but yeah. braylon james it would be would be if they're able to land him next tuesday would be a great way to start that that process because it's a big name kid from texas texas and Texas a&m want him And it's like, okay, now they're rolling. Now they got Cooper Flanagan. They got Cedric Irvin. Now they got Braylon James to go with an elite defensive class. You know, that just might be the spark Notre Dame needs to finally get this offensive class just rocking and rolling.
1: Yeah, And then, as you mentioned, Harry Heastan's got some offensive linemen visiting this month as well. So things are at least – starting to track but got to get those commitments busy it's
0: very it's been very busy it just it's like okay can one of you please commit right (laughs) we need to get this thing rolling exactly uh, what's what does what does the 20 the 2023 class how
1: many commitments do they have right now nine nine you know
0: it's funny sean there's a lot of people on my board panicking about this and i said hey i just want to remind you all that notre dame has nine commitments And that Ohio State, Clemson, and Alabama have nine commitments combined, right? They're fine. It's just they got off to such a fast start that they haven't gotten many commits lately. People are like, well, gee, it's really slowed down. No, they're still way ahead of schedule. It's just when you are going after the best players, they tend to wait a little longer. And that's kind of what we're seeing is they're going after some big-time players uh, from other parts of the country. You know, I mean, they're trying to get Monroe Freeling out of South Carolina. Well, Clemson's not exactly an easy team to beat for an in-state kid that they want, right? So it just it's going to take some time, but it'd be nice to kind of get some momentum going. Number one, to calm the folks on my message board down a little bit. All right, take a deep breath. <laughs> and number two, like I said before, I do believe momentum is a real thing because once starts, once spots start filling up, then you as a staff can kind of say, "Hey, look, we're running out of room. You got to make a decision now." But when there's no receivers, no offensive linemen on the board, it's a little harder to say, "Hey, we need you to make a decision."
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. All right, anything else we need to know recruiting-wise this week?
0: Well, there's, we don't, you know, we could, you want to carry it into the next hour? I mean, we got plenty. No, no, I mean, it, 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 there hasn't been a ton of movement nationally. Chris Vizina, we expect to kind of get a process where we start, we're going to start seeing more and more players commit over the year these next couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. stay locked into IrishBreakdown.com because I promise you we'll have all the latest and what it means.
1: All right. Sounds good. What else is going on there at IrishBreakdown.com right
0: now? Well, you know, uh, had our last open practice today uh, that Notre Dame, you know, obviously allowed us to go to. And, uh, you know, we had a breakdown of the quarterback. So we had all the practice video, all the shots from the quarterbacks and things along those lines, and uh, some interesting clips there. Got to see Tyler Buckner throwing, and, and we'll uh, continue to talk about what that means. We, we had an interesting show today, Sean. We expect this offense to really be dynamic this year, and we kind of explained why we expect that to be the case.
1: All right, all right. Could be a lot of fun. We will see. We will see. I'm lo- I'm just looking forward to kind of seeing what it looks like out there week from Saturday. So
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yep. All right, Brian Driscoll.
1: Yeah, that's right. Brian Driscoll from IrishBreakdown.com. Thanks as always. I will talk to you again soon.
0: Appreciate you having me on.
1: Yep. All right, we'll take a timeout when we come back. Talk about Maya Donson, drafted by the WNBA. A little bit after that, uh, I'll update you on the Cubs and uh, White Sox games as well. But uh, the NBA play in tournament starts. Tonight, I'll kind of fill you in on the format of this whole thing and some other information on that coming up after six o'clock as well. So we've got that coming up next on Budweiser's weekday Sports Beat.